Hello, welcome to the XX Mormon podcast. I am sister, the wife of the brother of Jared, otherwise known as Heavenly Mother, but we really don't talk about me or that very often because it's just too sacred. And I'm joined by the first ordained sister, Mary Magdalene. Hello, sister. Do you have any few words as the presiding priesthood authority? I mean... Wow, this power feels so good. No wonder the men are so addicted to it. No. Just a just, just a disclaimer. I have like a slight cold that is just lingering forever. So if I sound drastically different, that is why I'm not like trying to change my voice. I just I was like at first thought it was allergies and then here we are like a week and a half later. So here we are. Oh, but yeah. So that's why my voice is weird. Oh, it's okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, So today I thought we'd talk about um, the opulent and opulence of the church. So do you want to go first with your story or should I go first with my story and then we just dig I mean, do you want to define opulence in your little terms? Oh, Oh, yes. You know, people are like, what is this? What what, What is this? Okay, fun facts. (laughs) Fun facts. Fun facts. So the term opulence... (laughs) <laughs> so the term opulence come from comes from ballroom culture and I really like everything about what I know truly comes from this incredible YouTuber called ContraPoints. She's a video called Opulence. And it basically is an action form of the word opulent which is like over the top, expensive looking, wow, gaudy, fancy, fancy, all of that. And so ContraPoints on YouTube, look it up, explains this phenomenon perfectly. Um, And so in ballroom culture, opulence was just like opulent, um, but more over the top. So the church throws its money into beautiful buildings that can only be described as opulent they're expensive they look expensive they're pristine they also cater to very specific cultural norms of beauty aesthetic and and home building and clothing and fashion it's this whole look and the temple is an epitome of that Mm -hmm. um but also something that contrapoints otherwise known as natalie Wynn, brings up is that the term glamour comes from a word that means like to Bewitch. So if something looks glamorous, it kind of casts a spell on you. Opulence does that too. So if you go to Las Vegas and you go to like a super fancy casino, a lot of times they're done over the top to look like, you know, a palace in Versailles. Yes, yes. Because it's giving you, a working class person who enjoys going to Las Vegas, this illusion of this king-like lifestyle. Catholic cathedrals used to do it, hashtag still do, and temples, to me, are like the Mormon casino. Like, they're the Caesar's Palace. Like they You roll in the there and you get The spacious building that they speak of. <laughs> in Lehi's dream. We're putting hundreds all over now. And <clears> if you pay a simple fee, if you make that lovely little gamble, you get to go inside and you get to experience opulence. Because look at church buildings. They're not very pretty. They're, They're not very nice. Especially in South Texas, they got mold. <laughs> they have asbestos. They got roaches. There's water There's damage. None of that. <clears> the hurricane strikes no through and they're like, we'll deal with it later. <laughs> Y'all don't pay enough time. There's no stained glass windows. There's no beautiful artwork. There's no ornate 
crucifixes or anything else. No nativities up. It's not half half a million dollar chandeliers in the entryway. <laughs> literally, if you want to talk about how the church spends its money, like I wish members would literally dig into what temple construction costs are. Like it's mind blowing. It hurts me, hurts and it's tithing a- dollars at work. <laughs> It was a big. (laughs) It was part of. (laughs) It was part of why, like, one of my deconstructions or like my shelf moment or my little tick on the clock of my expiration date in the church was truly the opulence of temples, and and how we like tour them and do open houses and we're like, it's a privilege to be here. It's so special. It's so like they hype it up like the most gorgeous building you'll ever be in. Like the only place you'll feel the spirit like this, you'll be blown away by its beauty and its architecture and its well, and they, you know, they, like they literally like contract architects and they spend millions and millions of dollars on everything. It's like complete all this stuff. And I remember like even as a kid being like, this seems like excessive. Like the prophet comes and dedicates the ground, and it's like this huge thing. I remember being like, but it's still like a white church like a white building like it's and they're like we're so special we're one of the only churches that has these temples and it's like a building like it's really this is the hype that we make. like once you go through the temple you're like yeah it's it's pretty but like a lot of members decorate their homes like in this style and like a lot of churches are pretty a lot of office buildings a lot of hotels a lot of restaurants like they're all pretty. So like nature's pretty. I mean, like it's not, (laughs) is it worth millions of dollars? Like just so it can be destroyed in the second coming. Like it seems, oh no, they won't, they won't be, they will be spared. So we can do all the dead people's work. So never mind. They'll remain. The money won't be wasted. (laughs) No, like I, I completely agree. Like that's, uh, it's so, it's so over the top and then the exclusivity of it is i don't even know <laughs> the elitism. i don't even yeah the elitism that it's you... more than the golden card golden card miles high club like <laughs> membership it's the exclusive only this age range and this price bracket and this like all these requirements it's true you get a uniform interview you get a prescription <laughs> Yeah. You have to renew. (laughs) You have to wear special underwear. You have to keep secrets. (laughs) Like, you have to pay money. You have to be a certain age. Like, you have to have a different name. (laughs) And then when you're in there, you have to swear your life to it. (laughs) And and when you're in there, you're like, oh, no, these old people are telling me what to do. I can't talk. So... Also, this is a totally side note, but I just barely discovered that they used to like bathe you and be like touchy in temples. Like, you know, so that's like a spa. Was. Like touch your <laughs> thigh and like, like, oh yeah, it was like so much more like definitely traumatizing invasive. And, and invasive. And now it's like, I know I complained about how uncomfortable it was when I went and I was like, oh, I didn't even know they did all this other stuff. Can you imagine? Like, oh my gosh. I can't imagine it because I was afraid that that was going to happen to me the whole time. We're like, oh, no, the FLDS are so wild, but we did a lot of the same things as them. Oh, wait. (laughs) So, 
I mean, and then, Sorry. no, it, it's, it's all fits. It's all relevant. We can veer. It's all on <laughs> the opulence of the church and the way that it it's uses so dramatic its money. and excessive and just like, <laughs> it just isn't how money should be spent in my humble opinion. Not with but all I, the I, social I really... problems in the world and the poverty and the, like <laughs> access to healthcare and like, Ugh starving children like what's going on here like this perfect perfect members are jobless and homeless (laughs) yes but come to this opulent building this reminds me because i was like my little peepers my little eyes were opened so i haven't done a lot of like touring historic church buildings of other faiths like that hasn't been my my life's journey but Uh, recently I did a little free tour of a very beautiful historic, um, church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's absolutely stunning. Um, it's still a functioning church and it's from the art deco period. And Super cool style. They, yeah, they had this amazing architect. She was inspired by like two really specific wildflowers. And so they're sort of like motifed throughout, like just really beautiful And this building, I was just completely blown away. Um, It has excellent murals. Wow, the word's hard to say. Beautiful stained glass windows. And there's this one room that's next to their mini chapel. Like, they have a big chapel that's, like, circular shape with an organ. And then they have a tinier one for, like, funerals and smaller weddings. And then next to it is this room that they just call the parlor and I got a little bit of PTSD because it reminded me a of little waiting room or that temple. little like entry, yeah, like where they're like I, wait here for your and party. Okay, and first off, <laughs> I don't use the term Surprise. PTSD lightly. I know what it really means, but yes, I was triggered. I started sweating. I was like, you're oh like, my god, you're like, get me out of here! This is a danger building. I, I had to look at my husband, and I was Next like, thing Can I hold you know, your hand? we're cutting our hands and sharing blood and wearing cloaks, and they're locking was, the doors. They're locking you in, and they're like, "Here's Kool Aid." And then both, <laughs> both he and I got like hyper vigilant. Like, oh, what's gonna happen? Where's that thought about... Spoiler, <laughs> I'm not even lying. I'm like, this okay, window. they have smoke alarms. Okay, I have my phone. Okay. It was like, because the building was also confusing. Like when we went in, we like had a, you meet in the library for the tour and everyone else in our little tour group had attended the Sunday service that morning, but like we didn't because I'm not getting up early on a Sunday and I don't want to go to church. We abandoned So they kind of knew their way around, (laughs) but like we did not. And their library that they had was like a functional library like it had other books that weren't specifically religious so anyways good good on them but i'm in this room that they call like the the what was it the i don't know it's like a waiting room (laughs) and i the second thought i had was wow i had no idea how much the mormon church copied from other churches 100 percent because their huge chapel was very similar to general conference, like the Coliseum style. And it was, yes, it was an, or as a woman practicing the organ, I was like, Oh my, no, I would have been so triggered. You were saying like, if I see some lady (laughs) practicing an organ in a chapel, I like, we gotta go. We gotta do, this is the sign. It's all downhill. This is not where I die today. Like, no. (laughs) 
I'm not going to be that trope in a scary movie. We're getting out. (laughs) It was a lot. And it was um, one of the most, truly one of the most beautiful buildings I had ever been in. But it was very confirming of like, okay, yeah, the cult that I was a part of. Nothing's original. Not original. Dude, that's so true. There's even more to this juicy little story. I found out that this opulent church was built after the Red Summer. So the Red Summer was this time throughout the Midwest in America where a bunch of mobs of angry, evil white people killed wealthy black people and destroyed their businesses. Google it. Look it up. It happened in in New York, happened in Tulsa, happened in... It happened all over. And in Tulsa, it was like one of the worst ones, if not the worst one. And so this, this, I almost called it a temple, God. This church got built after that. So I'm a little bit like, okay, who's blood money to pay for this? Y'all robbed them, took their (laughs) land, and we're like, look, look how what a beautiful, nice place this is. Look at this church. We're a church community. We don't kill and harm people. And steal their stuff. Yeah. And then Or like, forget your own poverty. Come in this building. Pretend that you're not struggling for once. (laughs) The ambulance because, ding, 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 bingo, you're right, Sister Mary Magdalene. (laughs) The stock market crashed in 1929, as we all know, because that led to the Great Depression. But the wealthy people that are members of this church were like, no, construction must continue. And so they like pressed forward when the world, the United States, Oklahoma, the world, faced like one of the worst economic crashes of all time. And they still managed to pump out one of the most opulent buildings I have ever seen. Like distraction. Look away. The dust bowl happened look, in I Oklahoma laugh, so and this like, building look away, was... Look away, look away. That's what I think of. Like, so when I think about glamour and I think about opulence as an escape... And distraction. And to, like, I mean, throw you off. And to, like, launder money. Or steal <laughs> money. Or rob money. Free. Or to hire, like, your own people and pay them with their own money. Like, when the church employs people and then also takes their tithing, it's like, I'm going to pay myself. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but you're so right. It employs them, but simultaneously. Also, do you add in that extra ten percent? Like, can we just call it like, just take ten percent on my check? Like, what's going on? Oh no, you're giving me the agency, the choice to choose to pay it, so that I get the blessings. You're right. My bad. (laughs) That's why I thought people donated to this church. The illusion of agency. The illusion of compliance and consent. It's, it's so The illusion true. of, you're, you're in on this. You're taking part. You're partaking. The oh illusion my of God. that. But yeah. I think you're so right. And so this little, <laughs> this little church reminded me of that. And, it, and the members of this particular faith, of this particular church, this congregation, were super sweet people. They were adorable. They dressed nicely. They I wore probably had no say in any of this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I was wearing like my sweat outfit, but it's like a nicer quality sweats because it's from <laughs> everything goes a nice store to me. Okay, Wear whatever you I'm not want. rich. Okay, <laughs> if it's a Sunday morning and you expect me in something other than sweats, like I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what you're expecting. <laughs> Shame on you. What did you think for, for expecting yeah. me to come? Yeah, yeah. Participate in this opulence. You came into my world. Okay. I'm just <laughs> true so so there is something 
I was thinking, so in this building, they have, I can't know if I'm saying it right, because it's a new word to me. Cream, creamy. It's where you put up ashes, like a, not a crematorium. Crematorium, yeah, it is. Yeah, crematorium. maybe. No, what, and it's, no. Crematorium is where you burn the Where you bodies. burn them. Don't this is where you take the ashes. Okay, where you put them on display, like an yeah. urn display. Like an urn or in like blocks. Like, so, so it's this room that's like really high ceiling with a glass with a glass in like a sun window or so, whatever, whatever they're called. I'm not drunk y'all. I just can't remember words. So, and it's, um, has these like plaques up and behind the plaque is the ashes of people's names. And when they died, like a little graveyard, but it's not, it's like in a room. It's not a Coliseum because it's, it's not Coliseum. God. The, what are these words? <laughs> like, Anyways, the, that's where dead people are. That's my I'm point. Scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. This sounds like, and, Oh, it story. had like beautiful music playing. It had plants, and it had. Was it organ music? No, it was, okay. <laughs> it was okay. like record, I was really like, scared by instrumental. that. Instrumental. Why can't I find the words I that I need to find? I hear organ and I see dead people. Mausoleum. Ashes. It was kind of like a mausoleum. <laughs> That's the word. And in the middle, some little benches. Catacombs is what came to my head. <laughs> so like I'm yes, getting similar vibes. Imagery. Similar vibes. Like we're just and gonna put it, bodies here, guys. I'm and it had people's names and it was and you could come there and you could sit there and you could pray if you wanted or you could just meditate or just be near you know the loved ones ashes and it was very peaceful and i i got emotional like i teared up because like this is where the, the like, this spirit. is a sacred space oh, <laughs> no because this is where people are the spirit know, of christ <laughs> this is where people's ashes are and so no one else got emotional you're honoring I guess the dead mentally this. you're there you're like yes these I names matter these, these were somebody were just, yes they're here now bless them yeah i get yes, your vibes i was in the I just vibe have to be yeah <laughs> And it had like a pretty like you could see the tower of the church from there. Like it was and respectful. They're honoring them, you know. It yeah. was, yeah, yes, word. So as we're leaving, I just had this like naughty little thought, and I was like, you know, this building has function. It continues to have function. You also, it's a place you can vote. It's where I go to vote. Actually, it's the same building because it's in my district. And I thought, like, in the future as religions continue to die, especially <laughs> on the, the yes, you know, it's like, it's let's like, hope. I don't need a research. Let's, let's, let's go down the like, trajectory of dying. Yes. It's on the downhill. Yes. That building can still be used for the creep, the, the, like a monster. The place for dead people. The place for the ashes. <laughs> can't remember that word. I will look it up later. And it can still be used for like, a funeral venue, a wedding venue. Um, a place it has to practice like, the organ. Yeah. Like it can, you can still give tours, like historic tours. Everyone's welcome. You don't need a little recommend. And it has like recommend. beautiful, like these really big hallways that have excellent acoustics. It's like an orchestra has come and played in there. You can do a like, show there. Yeah. Like, yeah. It slaps hard. Community center. It could be used for something. Yes. Without costing millions of dollars. And <laughs> this did cost millions of dollars. This building was opulent. Cost it was or robbed. We'll just leave that. We'll <laughs> yeah, just, we'll, we'll look mystery. into this. We'll research this. Yeah, because Oklahoma just pretends it didn't happen. Um, 
And so it was, I was like, you know what, this could have purpose, but it also kind of reminded me of like, you know, in like Athens or in places in Mexico and South America, you have these like old ancient temples of religions that like people don't practice anymore, but they're like tourist sites and they're like, yeah, you still go see them. They're relics. I feel like, you know what, this building's going to be one of those, like, you know? Well, like, you're you're a genius when you're like, oh, they could be wedding venues. Like, so many temples are, like, on a hill or, like, you know, like, the Oakland one that I got married in, like, has views of the bay. Like, we got some cool ground shots. Like, you know, they have fountains. <laughs> they have other side buildings. Like, they could still be venues. They could be community centers. They could maybe be rehabs or, like, YMCAs. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe like super I, fancy. I think they the could be church retirement homes. Be. I mean, for like True. the old bougie people that are like, I want to be fancy when I'm dying. So <laughs> I love white and gold and crystal. True. So <clears throat> I don't know what function they'll have. No one goes to them. Like the numbers are down. <laughs> no one goes to them now. So imagine when the church is dead. Who? The they dead people easily. go in there. The dead people's names that are stored there and cycled oh through there. The spirits that wait. They could easily be places to store ashes for sure. <clears throat> easily. Or do you think Beautiful. like rich few remaining millionaire Mormons will buy them and be like, I'm going to use it as a house. Ooh. Ooh, you know, people that are way into like, like collectors who are into like morbid <laughs> or like weird. museums or like, like the Hearst Castle is a museum and like you yeah. make money and like you could totally be like oh you want to film movies here like yeah you could totally the san diego temple would be like a crazy place to film or like turn into apartments or like it's a it's a crazy building like it's stunning it is i feel like the way about the salt lake temple it's like a cathedral-esque yeah and you could vibe. totally be like um this is these are some crazy apartments like here you go. <laughs> Wouldn't that be ironic if they turned into like homeless shelters and they're like, we're going to give the homeless people like a really nice, pretty space? They wouldn't. If the church paid taxes, they could fix homelessness. <laughs> they could provide affordable housing to many. The church is so generous. That's what everyone always says. They give so much. You don't know how much they give. They give so much. We're like, the members give a lot. <laughs> the church itself gives such a small percent. Let's not. But they don't want to hear that. They're like, they think we're the first ones there when hurricanes happen. It's like the members, the people, like not the actual <laughs> church. Yes. Bless the kind hearted, generous. In Texas, the members were so generous, so kind, like so friendly. I'm like, I have no beef with them. Like they are doing the right thing. They do practice what they preach. They're poor and paying their tithing. Like that's, they're not the problem. <laughs> They might, exactly. You're dragging them into this. I didn't drag them in here. You guys did. They're not the problem. It's like that our issue is. They're with not the opulent themselves. You know, like yeah, right. it's true. They really aren't. That so. remind I'm gonna segue into it because I don't think that the topic could be its own episode unless we had guests to bring examples. But the opulence of the temples in comparison to the thoughtlessness of Mormon weddings is yes, that has to be another topic. Worlds apart, we do use them as a venue. Apart. I should be corrected. 
they are venues. Temples are currently wedding <laughs> venues. That and no one can photograph. And, and no one can yeah. see. And, and also back to like the members thing. Okay, it's kind of a slap in all the poor members face and like impoverished countries to be like, you guys are living in the deplorable standards. You're struggling to make it, but come to this building and worship God. And this building's like, this is the only place you're going to step, like step in that looks like this ever in your life. You could actually just like help them live better. Like you could actually use that money and like improve their homes, improve their communities, improve their standards of living like instead of like dangling this fancy little building like look at your little reward you step in here and a reminder of your own like your own squalor like it's like what so god is like super showy and petty and elitist and like really into like rubbing this in your face what he has versus what you have like He's a one-upper little dick. Like, that's what it seems like. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Like, it is the great and spacious building. To like, me. when you, like, yeah, like, the Mormon God, when people are like, go back to God, look at God. I'm like, he sounds horrible. He's a horrible father. He sacrifices one of his kids. He kicks out the other bunch of his kids. He, like, really already knows what you're going to decide, and he just watches you fail anyway. Like, he's... <laughs> He hates women. He hates his wife. <laughs> he loves little girls only to have sex with. Like, it's just so virginity is super important to him. Why? We don't know. Like, they're like, yeah, look at God. God's so merciful. So I'm like, which are you talking about the Bible God? Because he opens pits and throws whores in. Like, I don't think this is the God. Which God? Like, it's the same God. God's the one that God then is the God now. And I'm like, well, then we really need to go into this because like, like God loves these talk. God declared these temples and God tells his prophets. I'm like, God, it must not be aware of poverty. He must not be aware of like the COVID pandemic. God does not care about that. He doesn't care about like the, the starving kids. He's focused on these temples. Like, so is God just not informed? Is he not intelligent? Is he just really that favoritism focus? Like what? Like, and just anytime, even in the language I'm talking right now, they would be like, that's offensive. You can't even talk like about God like that. You can't compare God to our terms. They'd have some way to where they don't even need to think about the (laughs) personality of God or like the, the actual like thought processes of God. How could you question God? What are his thoughts? I'm like, isn't that the point of this is to like become like God and like learn from him. Well, but you're then you're going also off telling of me like, <laughs> because right, literally like, the your evidence. own books, your own buildings, your own practices, your own beliefs, your own teachings. Like God's big on appearances. He's big on modesty. He's big on, he's way obsessed with sex. Like sex is a huge part of his life. And like, <laughs> and nice buildings because like the evidence that you're throwing out there if anyone truly if anyone understands symbolism and metaphors or just symbolism in general you cannot you you cannot is safe at any point that mormons don't care about money because 
Here, here's a beautiful. Here, ooh, here's a beautiful Yiddish quote. Okay, so gorgeous. This, oh, my heart. I don't even believe in God, but it's this story. Where this young man asks his rabbi, like, "Where is God?" And the rabbi's like, "God is wherever you let him in." Beautiful. Oh, I'm crying. But you parallel that to the Mormon Church. God comes to temples. He sits in those chairs. He speaks Jesus to the prophet. Jesus will, will walk in the door of the temple in the second coming. He'll in be the most there. opulent, expensive building. That's where God will literally come to. So, I mean, that's nothing like a baby born in, in a manger, really, born in a stable. This is an opulent king coming in, right? So if you understand symbolism, On the like, that's of so symbolic. Like, God must he created a world love. with an arbitrary capitalist, you know, monetary <laughs> coin and bill system and stocks and all these other. He's very much in on that. He's like, yes. Supportive. And then, yeah, very supportive. <laughs> but no, it also, you know, it came to my mind. Do you remember the third Indiana Jones? Yes. And like they drink the cup and they're like, yes, it was yes. so your favorite. Sean Connery, like two <laughs> yes. hotties, old hotties in a combo. Yeah. And they're like, which cup was the savior's cup? And like, I was like, Mormons are going to pick that diamond cup. Yo, <laughs> like that's the cup. They're like the crows. They're like jewels. Like put it in my nest. Steal. You know? And like, and like in reality, it's like, no, the savior would pick this little wooden broken little humble cup which like indiana picks yo because he knows archaeology he knows what jesus want to pick but like the all these other people like these christians or whatever i don't know weird religion they were like they're like crusaders are like this man take off no like i don't know but yeah it's that's the mormons they would be like well jesus and god you know they like white clean golden spaces clean marble tiles and you know italian granite or whatever and it's like <laughs> But, but like, okay, if Jesus is, like, God's son, they are polar opposites. Like, they, the apple fell so far from that tree, yet he's the favorite, which that doesn't usually happen. Like, I don't know. It's, it's so confusing. It's like, and then, yeah, the Mormon version of Satan, I'm like, y'all, he doesn't sound that bad. Like, he's on. I would roll with he's him. He's kind of communist, and he's kind of, like, on to something. He's kind of, like trying to save us this pain and like he also is like not gonna have his brother be killed but like no he's banished for looking out for his brother like like or really, anyone be killed they'd be like that's suffer. not how it's determined you're changing the no really i like you read you could all read the same plan of salvation story and you could literally be like hey you know satan actually kind of sounds like a little socialist a little communist he's He's fighting his dad, the authority figure, like as a rising individual would. That's part of like the juvenile development experience, part of becoming your own man. And he's also like, you don't need me or Jesus really to die, do you? Like, couldn't there, couldn't we figure something out? This seems real, you know? And he's like looking at a lot of people followed him and like so many people followed him. I'm like, why do you think? Why do you think? Because I mean, was the man's plan that? wrong like apparently i was doing this and just chose like the murdering your child plan 
and like go through suffering anyway. Like it's just, and like the other people were like, no, they don't get bodies. And it's like, okay, let's talk about how Mormons hate bodies. And like, dehumanize all of us, rip our bodies to shreds. And we're like, they're so much worse because they didn't get when they just want one so bad. It's like, for what? To be controlled and shamed and abused and like go through all this like deformity. Like it just make it make sense. Changed. You know, like they were desperate just to be aborted babies. Like, they're like, I don't, oh, they just needed a body. It's like, well, it's horrible. Like, we're just cool with that. You're so right. It's worse than that plan. Just having you're so right because I feel like everything that I was told how Satan would be, the church is like, they will take away your choices. The church Satan's takes away your choices. He's a trickster. He's like, like this sounds like the another- president. <laughs> and then another thing is everyone was like, you know, Satan bled people away because he must have been good looking and charismatic. And I'm like. And charming and attractive. And then like, why do your Jesus he didn't take make away. him look like a yeah, handsome like- barista? <laughs> he like- looks like he's at Coachella. Also, like, like a California Satan sun first. So first feminist, he's like, Adam, I'm not even going to approach you. I don't have time for you. I already know you're not no, wait, smart I enough to take did. this. He's, and oh, Adam he, was like, no. Right. Oh, I, think, I think he you're did. Right. Maybe he did. <laughs> it's yeah, all he's lie, like, no, so dumb Adam. Matter. All right, Eve, you're going to, you're actually going to be on board to progress. Here Critical you go. Thinker. I know Eve will do it. And, and, you know, like, there you go. Looking out for the sisters. So just saying. My word. And also like, <laughs> Just and how did Heavenly her. Mother feel about all this? We don't know. We never know. Would she put <laughs> well, her sons against each other? So, <laughs> Well, I can tell you, like, when I was deconstructing, when I was leaving, I still really <laughs> wanted to be Christian, and I still really believed in God at that time. You held on to Jesus and, for a little bit. You did. I did. I held on to Jesus. And, <laughs> which <laughs> Not sounds judging. Like, sounds Not like a judging. Song. Like, it would have been a great story to be before be, <laughs> before it, it turned into what it turned into. It's true. What if it's like the Matthew Jesus, fine, I'll allow it. That's not that bad. True, <laughs> but I did identify with Eve because I felt like I was deconstructing before my Adam, you know, before my spouse. Same here. And that I was like telling him, like, homie, I'm ready to leave this little prison garden. And he was like, I mean, loves you. And then <laughs> right. literally you and I were both that person. And we're like, so I have some thoughts. I've come across some I things. have some intense I can't thoughts. go back in the cave. But, you know, I'll wait in the doorway <laughs> for you to walk out. Too. I took the fruit, <laughs> yeah. my guy. Yeah. I ate all the fruit. I'm just going to chill here, like, with it for you to have when you want it. <laughs> Yeah, let you let me know. So I, I, that story was super meaningful to me, but it also did make me see this version of Satan as very different. And the messages within the temple video are pretty like anti-greed, but you're sitting in this greedy little <laughs> like it just doesn't they make really you pay for out. your garments. I remember being like, I have to pay for my garments. They don't like give it to you for making it here. You have to, like, so pay it's for like your temple dress. I was like, the, they don't just have these as don't like for what? free. But they <laughs> in the video, 
and in the, the temple in general really tells members like if you have sufficient for your needs you're good but like the church has more than it needs so Way we're held to a different more. standard Way more, and if you're coveting, and if you're wanting more, and you're envying your neighbor, and you're trying to keep up with the like, that's not of God. But then the church is like, we need to have a dick sizing contest against all the other churches. We gotta be the best. We gotta have the most. We gotta have the nicest. We gotta be. We gotta do all the things. We have to have the like the press. We got like so. It's yeah. Like it's, it's very the top. That's why like like we said earlier, my beef isn't with like the humble members. The members who were like, I think I'm serving God and Jesus. I'm trying my best. I'm doing like they sacrifice. They give. They're generous. I've met generous members like totally separate from this like church conversation, you know, like word. But yeah, it's the it's the top and the people at the top. It's very bizarre to me, but it's we've noticed it since we were kids is that oftentimes stake presidents and mission presidents were men who had a lot of money and they were rewarded through the church as well not only just in life because they were wealthy the big time payers get big callings what coincidence (laughs) what a coincidence we noticed that as kids yeah we did and like Yes, there's exceptions, right? On occasion, they'll throw in a random rando in there to be like, look, see, you know, like, look, like, (laughs) they're always like, look, we have one Spanish (laughs) 70. We have, we had one black speaker, you know, like, look, we had that one friend that's like, we're not, yeah. (laughs) So like, but it's like, okay, consistently majority for the last 200 years. That's what we're going off of. Not the rando one exception that you apologists will use as the <laughs> disclaimer coverall. It's like, I'm looking at as a whole. Here you go. And like. <laughs> Another important part of opulence, I think, as I understand it from a post-colonization viewpoint is the relentless it is relentless exploitation of indigenous people to get the opulence that they have like to get the wealth that they have like if we go back to the og like colonizers they came in and stole like aztec gold from like their temples and their religious sites Props, to bring them back to these animals ones. They brought All some human stuff beings. too. Okay. Stole human beings. They did the yeah. same thing to Africa. They did the same thing <laughs> right. to South Asia, the world. And I think about the way that the church currently is exploitive to indigenous culture, like Native American culture, but also to very, very hardworking Latino, South American, and just indigenous people in general. And people from the Caribbean. The poor members feed the the missionaries. You could just give the missionaries a bigger meal budget. Holy smokes. That's exactly (laughs) it. That's exactly it. That is... Like, my husband was in the poor parts of Mexico City, and these members were so generous, feeding them. Feeding them, like, 40 tacos. Like, always inviting them, feeding them with whatever they had. It's like, and the church takes from them. Like, it doesn't give. It doesn't, you know, like... It's not even, like I said, they can spend, what, instead of all these temple announcements, I would much rather hear the church announce, is that you, were you? What, do you hear that in the background? 
Yeah, is that you breathing? Is that me breathing? Oh, sorry, my husband cleared his throat. Sorry. Oh my god. You we were like a little breathing. Yeah, I sorry. heard that. I was like, what? <laughs> he oh sees in the background. Sorry. Okay. No, that's <laughs> hilarious. I was like, who's breathing? But <laughs> it could be both of us. No, you don't know. We're we're symbiotic. Anyway, no. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was gonna say I would be so much more pleased if they announced like they're gonna be remodeling like disabled members homes or like they're gonna make their buildings like they're gonna have start serving meals every sunday for free like so you could have your sacrament and have a like a meal provided like especially in certain areas like i would if that's what my tithing money meant went to i wouldn't have stopped paying as soon as i did like i mean like we, as soon as we were married we're like oh we this tithing oh, we were really poor but yeah um instead they're like we're building a temple here. Okay, I think it might be you breathing in your mic. Oh, no. oh I'm so like sorry. I'll stop <laughs> doing it. I'll control it. Okay, yeah, I think it was like right on a certain spot on your... Is this okay? It's better, but now you're quieter. Oh, no. I wasn't... No, okay, I, I no you're it. fine. Oh, Keep going. No, it's like, it's like a little thunder is what it reminds me of. Like, <laughs> like, like a little, a little like... rolling thunder in the background oh, for no. effect. I'm just kidding. I, I'm not trying to shame you. Call you are so horrible. <laughs> no, I kept cutting out last time, and you were so kind to me. So, like, so right now it's me with the breathing. <laughs> it wasn't your husband. <laughs> you were so quick to be like, "That's my husband." It's not me. <laughs> he did. He like, He's in the room. It's him. Like. <laughs> That's like if if someone farts, everyone's like, "It's the dog." The dog farts. It's like it was totally you. Why are you like? like you're like it's his breathing. No, <laughs> that's hilarious. Hey, let me try it. I don't know. Is it, what do I need <laughs> yeah, to move it? We do. We had a thrill and humor in this opulence topic. No, yeah, but like okay, it's my one fun. of my shelf items completely was how the church spends money, how it doesn't spend money, how it takes money, how much money it takes, and then to top it off, it's like. Not only are members paying tithing, they front the fees for activities. They front the fees for when people have a baby and they give meals. They front the meals for the missionaries. They pay for that. They front the fees for fast offerings. They front, like, the church takes way more than 10%. It takes way more than that. And then what does it give of it? Oh, a fancy building. Yep. Remodeling the fancy buildings. Like, I, no members are complaining about the millions they give to charity. None of us have any issues with that. We're like, that is the bare minimum. Thank you for at least doing that. Hallelujah. But then it's like, oh, you pay for garments. Oh, you pay for childcare if you go to church activities. Oh, you pay for gas when you give rides to these kids. Oh, you pay for, like, it adds up. It adds up over a lifetime. It add, Like, even me, when I was activity day leader for a time, or a primary teacher, and I brought treats every time. I picked up girls every time. Like, and I don't mind. Like, I love those girls. The girls are not the problem. The girls are not the beef. I don't mind doing that. But it's like, just collectively, how many dinners, how many really sad activities are like, you bring rolls. I would sign up every time there was something. The break the fast. It's members bringing something. Members cooking something. Members buying something. Funerals. I would volunteer all the time. Like, I'll bring a salad. I'll bring anytime there's a sign-up sheet. Every member is like, oh, I'll pitch in. And they, they could just cover it all. They could literally say any involvement in the church 
we got the tab. The church, the members clean the church buildings. The members clean the temples. Like you could just literally employ employ a member who's struggling, give them a job, give them a good salary. They'll take care of these buildings because they respect them. They believe like, uh, like instead they're like, here's another temple. It's like, no, we're not asking. Like literally if tithing went to all these other things we're suggesting, or just let us vote what our tithing money went to. Like at least taxes. Like I know everyone's like, California is such a high tax mom. But you know what? My kids in every school district in California, every student has access to free breakfast and free lunch on campus every single day. And during the summer, they hand out free meals every single day. And they're like, oh, they're not free. It's taxpayer dollars. I will gladly pay my taxes knowing that my kids and all of their friends and every school they go to and all the kids are getting two meals every day. Like, once again, that's, that's states making these kinds of decisions. Like, and that's states voting in like affordable health care. It's states voting in like Medi-Cal and Medicaid. And like it's states voting in that stuff. And our church could easily be like, we're going to reward all these members who sacrifice, who do all stuff. We're going to provide healthcare options. We're going to provide meal options. We're going to provide. And they're like, you can, you can go to the bishop. You can. I have been that poor where I needed bishop storehouse and it's literally a nightmare and they're so stingy and it's so humiliating and it's so and to even get help with rent when my husband lost his job we had to clean the church every week for a month in order to get a couple hundred dollars that month to help with so it wasn't really free no exactly and it's like but i've been paying tithing since i had a job at like 12 and now i'm paying my like yeah so we have billions, billions. So we could easily be like these other religions who provide food every time you go. Seek temples, serve communities. They serve food every day. You could roll in and they'll give you food. You go to their their service and they provide food. Like that is bare minimum. That would not be a lot. Like it's... If like so many members are like, oh, I couldn't pay my medical bills. I went to Medi-Cal or Medicaid or Med-. and it's like they never go to you don't think to go to the church. And even when we were struggling financially, they're like, did you ask everyone in your family first? Did you do this and this and this first? Did you? And so it's like you, we've been paying this church for years and we lost a job and we're not entitled to anything, even though we've paid thousands and thousands. You know, like what I want to tell members who are struggling, like you want to save money every year. Stop paying tithing. The church doesn't need it. They don't need it. They're lying to you. They tell you that you need to do it so you can go to the temple. But like financially, they're sitting on billions, not millions, billions. They don't need your your 10%, but they tell you that they do. And the members like really think they do and that it means something. And then they don't get a say in what it goes to. They don't, you know, like that chandelier in the temple, it means nothing. Like that, that was a huge shelf breaker is I'm just like, I'm watching so many other organizations and businesses and corporations be more generous, more, I'm seeing struggling poor churches provide food, provide childcare, provide 
you know, and yeah, we send members and missionaries out to do repairs and to do service and to do chores and to do, that's the members doing it. It's not the actual church. That's the members who are already paying and serving and bending backwards. Like it, it requires so much. It's not fair. And that, that whole conference talk of like, people leave the church because it's so hard. It's like, how about you don't make it so damn hard then? Like you're unrealistically hard. Like you're, you are draining your vampires, draining the members. And then you're mad when they leave, when they literally break down, they have emotional meltdowns, they break, they crack. Sorry, you're breathing again. <laughs> no, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we don't even get a say in this money spent. And then we're like, if we're questioned, we're like shamed for not being excited about where the money's going. It's like, yeah, I'm resentful because I don't have millions of dollars. So yeah, the few thousand I give you is a big deal. And then it goes to this. And then I'm also told you, it's the Lord's way. It's the prophet. The, the Lord wants it this way. It's what God It's like, okay. The, that, that makes me question what kind of God he is. You know, and like, no, no, don't question his ways. It's like, it's like one thing leads to the other and here we are. <laughs> no, yeah, the 10% of someone's income is not the same 10% if you're living comfortably or if you're living paycheck to paycheck with the majority of people are. It's majority, majority are, especially members. 10% yeah. really matters. I have two examples of exploitation financially in the church. When I was on my mission, my mission was huge. So the area covered like West Texas, I'm sorry, East Texas, West New Mexico. I got them switched around. And it was eight hours across. We had two different time zones. And there was a man who operated his own like bus. So he would like do tours or travel or like that was his business. business. He just had this big old bus and he could take schools for field trips. But a lot of times... He, for years, he would transport missionaries for transfers. And my mission president wanted to get out of doing that and instead had members transport us missionaries. Oh, my God. So members, and I don't, for those people who don't know what West New Mexico, East Texas is like, it is completely run by oil companies. And not safe drinking water. It's not. I did not have. I did not, not have like safety Dallas. water on my mission. It's not it was Austin. the mm-hmm. poverty in that region of the United States, and I'm being from Central Valley, California. Currently living in Oklahoma, that poverty out there was on another level, and mm-hmm. it wasn't that people weren't getting paid. It's that everywhere raised the prices. So like rent was crazy high, food was crazy high. So people would get these jobs with the oil field, but it wouldn't check everything's out. really it. spaced out like it's not one of those places you can just get by without transportation or get by without a car like things are in the middle you have of nowhere. to fill up your you, tank like, when you see a gas station miles and miles of it's gonna be yes. miles of desert nothing mm-hmm. wilderness and so for these members to do this was a, especially for me like my last transfer i went from being in new mexico to all the way in like this tiny town in texas and this member drove like like her whole day was picking me up and driving me and the man that operated the bus was pleading and it wasn't my mission president who called him up it was his ap's so he made some 20 year old kid do it happened to be a mystery i don't like so whatever anyways That's awful the ap calls this man HR. up he is like gonna break down he goes you don't understand every six weeks 
I would get paid to do this. Like this was a steady job for me and you're taking that away from me. And he, he became angry. He was emotional, obviously. Every six weeks transfers. He would he was a it busy. It was part of his livelihood. And this man, and, but let me guess, he was never disrespectful. He was never rude. He wasn't no. getting let go because of his bad business practices or his him being late or him being rude or him. None of that. It was literally because they wanted to cut costs. Yep. And he was pleading. He was like, I'll, I'll give you a discount. I'll cut it down. I'll, I'll do this. this I'll do that. Man. And the missionary was like, sir, this is a lay church and like no one's getting paid here. And thought that he like told him off. In this this is a twenty year old boy being told what to say. You know, right, is and he is under and I don't the like illusion this that it's so, a lay church. Right, he's under I that still understand illusion. that he's a victim. Yeah, like, he's still no, a victim. I don't like this yeah. missionary. You but know, the top make the He's top. a victim. And yeah. this man also happened to be a person of color. So let's just add to that list of exploitation the church does. Kick him when he's and then, down. Literally. And then another time that is hard for me to, oh, I just has to be out there. It's the XX Mormon podcast. So in Central Valley, California, we pick grapes to make raisins for the church. The church owns vineyards and every stake and every ward is asked to work in the fields. And it's supposed to be some testimony building experience. It's your service a, project. It's their service product of project of the year or something. We have a branch out in Central Valley, California, that is 100% Latino immigrants. The majority are learning English, and the majority of them already work in agriculture. And most of them work 364 days out of the year. And it's a church crazy hours, message video. Hard so you can labor. Up. There's receipts. Hard the only labor. day that these people have off is Christmas. So the church asked them to prune the vineyards on Christmas. These people are the most hardworking and spiritual people I have ever met. They're indigenous people. They're from South America. They're from Central America. They're the same group of people that the church has been exploiting this entire time. And these people are devoted. And I don't know what God is. I think it's the spirit of my ancestors. Whatever goodness is out there, they are in tune with it. And the church not only does this, but makes a Mormon message about, look at their sacrifice. They yeah, should do it as not. A faith. They use exploitation and abuse as a faith-promoting story. And a guilt and shame and like a motivator and a, you know... Yep on the on literally the backs of these people and it is like the way that i'm the way we gas up and we're very funny about opulence and we tee and i breathe hard in this little ultimately underneath it all he did clear his throat though i was not lying that was true he did it just happened to be conveniently at the same time that i breathed hard um Underneath it all is obviously a lot of justifiable anger and pain at the church and the way that it is greedy. And let me guess, it did not pay any of these people. 
Of course not. To give up their day off. They didn't pay them for what that day's work would have been, which isn't much. These people savvy. Have paycheck should be more. To it really should be more. Like, once again, if I have any control over this, like where I can put my little taxpayer dollars, I'm like, okay, is it helpful? Is it looking out for other people? Is it, you know, like that's how I vote. I'm not like a party voter. I'm like, who is it helping? Yeah, no, the church literally, like, and we don't even know how much consent these members had. We don't know. Like, I don't know the details of it. We just, they made it some big old article and they praised this branch. And like, we lived for a time in the area where this branch was. And my husband preferred going to their sacrament. And they always had food after. And they would, they would put together funerals for people that died in the neighborhood, like that weren't Mormon. These people would just all come together and use the church. And like, so generous so kind, like super friendly, like, like the most devoted and hardworking. And they're literally just trying to give their kids a better life and more opportunities. Like the opposite of lazy, the opposite of entitled, the opposite of all of this. And they're victimized and they're taken advantage of and they're harmed to promote and perpetuate the opulence of the church. So that the church can have a good reputation, the church can look good and like doesn't take itself, doesn't look at itself and go like, wow, we're mistreating our most loyal, hardworking, devoted, poor members. Like every time they don't see it as using, they're like, no, they wanted to. They love that's how elite they are. Well, then give them these top callings like then then move them up, pay them like if you if you value people, like it shows in how you treat them, like employers who value the employees, guess what? They provide, they treat them well. It's a great, like, that's how you like, so these members, they deserve better. They deserve so much better. And the church is like telling them like, Oh, these little, you're blessed in the next life because you gave up your only day off for Christmas. Like you're really being like the savior. And these people are so humble that they'd probably be like, oh, no, no, it's, it's the, the Jesus would do it. Like, they're so humble that they're not even going to see, they're not going to see it at all for what it is, which is abuse and exploitation, extortion, all of that. So, yeah, it's very privileged of me to be like, I didn't participate in the great stuff because I was like, oh, I'm not going to go do this. It's horrible. I don't want to do it. But, like, these people were not in a position I don't feel like that, like, what were their options? They're going to say no and be like, oh, no, like the condemnation and the judgment and the, you know, like, like the the power dynamic there. It's very uncomfortable. Like, yes, you know, the church represents like probably their own wealthy employers who exploit them and who, you know what I mean? Like the these these people, it's like when everyone's like, oh, you agreed to it. You said yes. I'm like. Did they though? Like, dude, like when your arm is tied behind your back, like when your arm's being twisted and you say yes to something, it's not the same as saying yes to something because you thought of it on your own and you wanted to. Like, same, same the with same. the members on, on my mission that are drive us around and, and feed us. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, it's those not... members, you're like, we're already asking you for so much. What's driving hundreds of miles with sisters in your back and fronting the gas bill when you're struck? Like, I, I think people, for context, they need to understand, like, how poor your area was 
that these members yeah. are not the members you see in million dollar homes in Utah giving people rides. Like that is not what we're dealing with here. We're talking about beater cars, beats of crap, gas is sparse, like shortages everywhere, blackouts everywhere, sections of unsafe drinking water. Like that's what your areas. And I'm not saying this part of central California is like necessarily that impoverished, but like these people are, like you said, they're living paycheck to paycheck. They're working so hard to just get by, provide, doing the only work they feel like they really can right now. And then they're one freaking day off that they get, which is tragic. They should get way more days than that. But and like the church has the audacity problems. to be like, now serve us even more. Not only will you go to church. What happened to the whole don't work on Sunday? Keep the Sabbath day holy. Oh, unless you're an, an immigrant, then you do got to work on Sunday. Like, horrible. It's just horrible. It's and then so tell me how that's not racist. Like, I'll hear you out. <laughs> tell wait, me how yeah, the church isn't still racist. Uh, I'll wait. Tell me how it's not exploitive. Oh, that me. was only history. That was only historical. That was only back in the day before <laughs> 1978. They were racist. Like I have so much proof now. Like it's no, it still is. Maybe right it's not face. that level of like banning them and kicking them out. You need the numbers, so you're letting them in. But like that is to me, that's still a form of racism. Like you weren't asking the rich people in the suburbs to work on Sunday. You ask these skilled laborers, immigrants, English language learners, people of color, you asked them specifically to do this. Like you could have asked any other group and you know what? They probably would have told your ass no. And that's why you did it. So you can blame it on that and not the racism, but I see racism. I see white preference here. I see white privilege here. I see white supremacy here. (laughs) That's what I see. You want to argue different? You want to be like, well, no, you're just let's redefine. (laughs) Like that's what I see. And these these poor oppressed people are like, no, no, it's not that. They're kind to us. They treat us well. What are they gonna say? Like I said, their arms behind their back. What are they gonna? They're they have fear. They're living in fear. They're going to tell you whatever they think you want to hear because they're working for you. Like, that's like the boss being like, it's all good here. The employee, and you're like in the middle of talking crap. You're like, it's great. It's good. Mm-hmm, don't yeah, fire me. The panic in yeah, your like eyes. The, the panic. Like, the power every, dynamic. The waiter being like, everything okay here? You're like, we have food in your mouth. <laughs> I can't answer. Like, that's, <laughs> like they consented. They agreed. Because what they don't know the context. Like, they don't have the privilege of necessarily saying no so like you're take you're comfortable taking advantage of them but that's not racism that's not oppression okay like <laughs> oh my god no it's true and that i do <laughs> have to wrap is, it up sorry but yeah, I totally... we are at like the hour mark so <laughs> we are at a little bark i got we'll, a little angry we'll there i got a little but no these people deserve better that got angry, i almost got instead of getting emotional i got mad <laughs> that's right and you have every reason to be the opulence of the church is too much. And that poor guy in New Mexico who lost his business probably because the church is stingy. Yep. Couldn't just pay him for what is worth. Couldn't pay him. Nope. Couldn't look out for somebody in the community because they don't. They look out for their own. That's it. 
even though they don't. We just proved they don't even look out for their own. <laughs> they don't even if look you're out. not look out white for and the rich top tier. and a male, we don't look out for you. So, no. <laughs> straight but, male. Yeah, so straight male. Yes, <laughs> clarify. <laughs> Masculine male only. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, what should we close in the name of? Do you want to say the closing? Oh, remarks? I don't think I've ever done a closing. And I think last time we forgot to. With our, oh, dip. Okay, you do it. Yeah, for okay. sure. You got to do it. <laughs> in the name of, I don't know, opulent segues, it's like, <laughs> we'll close in the name of um, the vineyard or something. You're like, let's <laughs> no, no. no, let's honor all that say. poor guy's business. I literally wish there was a way to like reach out and be like, I know, oh, I don't we remember didn't its deserve name. this. Oh, but, and what a a hole move to put like the 20 year old. Victim yeah, literally, kid. Of, like sl- slave to do the call, you know, because missionaries are basically slaves for the church. Let's be real. Word. So traumatized and abused and taken advantage of. So where does the story of opulence actually is a story of the church <laughs> abusing and taking advantage of people who are impoverished, like with a tone of racism, <laughs> like, <laughs> with the taste of that. So yeah, sure. you know what? I'm gonna close since I'm rogue anyway. Like with a blessing that we will all do better, especially us leaving. Like, you know, we got the time and money now to actually maybe help these people and actually maybe be sincere and thoughtful and have a choice in what we vote for and what we do. And shout out to all those people. I want to give you your day back. Like, this is horrible. That guy's business, I want to give you business. If I had the money that the church has, I promise, I What's it called? I testify that I would use it more caringly <laughs> or more generously, whatever. But yes, that's my sermon. I don't know how to close sermons. Like, Amen. I must say it's me. I don't know. <laughs> Amen.